Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. In preening this morning, I had this, this image, this picture of, I don't know whether you've been to the movies in the last year, but I, this picture was bizarre, it was weird, but I hope you relate. It's, it's, the, it's the ad that Hoyts plays just before the main movie starts. Coupled with get your snacks and get comfy and turn your phone off. This is, a, this is, this is an image. There's this young guy who's standing in, 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 in the line. And every time the rewards of the benefits of, of being a Hoyts member comes up, his eyebrows goes up. And the next reward comes and his eyebrows goes higher. And then something else, and then his eyebrows are like up to here, right? And then he soon realizes that there's a young lady standing next to him, right? And she's getting the buzz because she's like, I want the rewards too. And here's the thing that happens. He goes to ask her whether she wants to be a part of the rewards as well. And before he finishes his sentence, actually a couple of words, do you want to, yep. And her eyebrows is up here just like him. Here's the thing. So often when we come into the presence of God, Sometimes I feel like we're trying to convince ourselves that God is actually for me and we forget His benefits. I don't know, I'm just, maybe that's just me. But I wonder that even, even as we come to worship, even as we begin our devotional life every morning, is that we have eyebrows raised already. Because we're not praying from a place like, oh, help me, Jesus. We're saying, thank you, Jesus. Come on, who am I talking to? Because your eyebrows are already raised. And so I believe the moment you step in to go to work or to school or to whatever you do in your week, we face our week with eyebrows already raised. And before you know it, people just will look at you and, and kind of wonder why is it that your eyebrows are up in the up in your forehead, but there's an agreement that automatically comes in from a child of God who understands, I'm not going to forget the benefits of God. The very fact that He sacrificed His life for me, my eyebrows are already up. I'm, I was like, God, I don't care. I don't, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> you don't have to bless me because that enough that is enough and I want to say to you this morning uh, hear my heart no matter what you're going through right now don't, don't go through it from a place of needing to be convinced that He's got rewards for you and your faith go from a place of raised eyebrows already knowing that He's already done it for you 
Go from a place of acknowledging that He's paid it all for you. Go from a place of confidence knowing that He's already walked it for you. And that your rewards have already been paid out. I believe God wants to do a work in us today that is different from any other Sunday because, come on, I know the Word of God is alive and it's active, sharper than any two-edged sword, able to cut through anything that comes up against it. And so whatever you're going through, whatever's occupying your mind right now, come on, just lift up your hands right now. I want to declare, come on, an order in the room. I speak order because the King of Kings is in residence right now. And so we declare any noise that is trying to get your attention right now, we call order in the name of Jesus. Whatever chaos you're going through right now, in Jesus' name, I declare order because the King is in the room and is about to minister to you. So we call order on the chaos of life. Holy Spirit, I pray. Hide my voice and let your voice be heard. God, add your super to my natural. And I thank you for all that I've had to walk through and to acknowledge what you've done in my life. This morning I lay it down and I want you, God, to speak to your people. And so I pray right now that your voice will be heard, that we would encounter your power, be immersed in your presence and understand the rewards have already been won for us. And so we give you glory and we give you praise all across this room. Let every listening hear, ear, hear what you're about to say. And we declare that the forces of darkness be silenced now in the name of Jesus. And every work, every plot and plan of the enemy be confused now in Jesus' name. And we declare that every angel be summoned in the presence of the King. And so we declare your glory be revealed in your house and in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray and we say, Amen, 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 Amen. Oh. Can we give God a praise that's worthy of Him? seated in His presence. Touch your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Good morning, church. 
<laughs> how awesome it is to, to serve you this morning and to bring the meal. With every meal comes some things that we like, we naturally have, you know, uh, you know a taste towards, and we have our favorites in a meal. But there are some meals that we have, it's kind of like, I'm hungry, but I'm not that hungry. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, you're hungry. This morning, um, what I love about the word that we'll that, that be brought to this morning is it's, it's not just contained to me. This word has been uh, amalgamation of, of, of God working in several people that has that, that he's brought together, and I believe today's the right day and the right time, and you're the right people to be in the room in order to share this with you. So, so this is a word that will um, cause a little bit of discomfort, but it's only for a short time. Because how many of you know, when God tries to do something in us, it'll last only a short time if we just go, yes, Jesus. And whenever there's been resistance, how many of you know that takes a while to have a witness in the room? I mean, you want to talk to the Israelites about that? I don't want to walk around for 40 years like Nick describes in a sandpit because there's more that God has for us that I don't want to waste time being disobedient. And so, uh, as your pastor this morning, I want you to hear my heart because as a shepherd, I feel like if we're walking in the same direction, then there's unity. So I want to say this morning, you're okay this morning to feel a bit of, eh, I don't know about this. It's okay to feel that. But when it comes to the point where you have to make a decision, I pray you make the right decision. So you may be in the room this morning and you're a part of our church family. That's awesome. But you're in the room this morning also because you're an invited guest. And that's awesome as well. I just really feel like God wants to speak to all of us this morning. Um, in this day and age, we all understand that, um, I haven't got my phone here, but we all have devices in our hands and the world is at our fingertips. Yes? So you can pay for your groceries through your device, you could uh, send a letter, an email, through your device. But one of the favorite parts of our devices, it's its ability to capture moments in the, in the form of photographs, yeah? So come with me on this one. Just imagine for a moment, if we were to take a snapshot of your life right now, if we were to take a good old selfie, what would turn up in the image? Because you know as well as I do, there's all these apps that are out with filters. Yeah. 
uh, when we have a... Oh, by the way, Simeon's home. Welcome home. Two years, been out, and he's back. And um, awesome, buddy. <laughs> the reason why I said that is normally when we have a family chat, so when Sim's up in Auckland and the three of us are here, Rubes and Charles and I, we have this family chat. And often, it'll probably take seconds during our video chat, so we all have a device set, so all of your faces are on the screen. It doesn't take long when someone chooses a filter and either you're all like talking puppies or someone's a werewolf or someone's like an a fairy angel or like young. <laughs> I like that filter. <laughs> that quite often uh, filters are put in place that kind of like, hey, you may not be, oh, that picture's a bit, let's, let's add a bit of color or let's add a bit of stars, let's add a bit of something to it. So if we were to take a snapshot of your life right now, what would we see? If we were to take a snapshot of your family life right now, what would we see? If we were to take a snapshot of your work life right now, what would we see? If we were to take a snapshot of your private world, what would we see? Now, we all know that on social media, everything is out there. The minute you push post, ta-da, the whole world has access to it. I wonder with our own lives, if we were to take a snapshot of our lives, what would people see? Is it just natural enough one shot? No filters needed, hashtags needed. It's just the real deal. I wonder if we were to take a picture, what would people see? It was awesome this morning to have the Fa'alonga family here with us and, and have dedication. And I really just wanted to talk about the word that we quite often relate to, but sometimes we don't identify with it because there's filters in place. And the word is this, dysfunction. Dysfunction. Often when we use the name dysfunction, we always relate it to something negative. Right? We just go, oh, that's a dysfunctional family. Oh, you're so dysfunctional. Like we, we label people with that. They're so dysfunctional. Why do we do that? It's because there's chaos and lack of order. What I want to say is this dysfunction this morning is literally someone who's in dysfunction is someone who's not fulfilling their God-given purpose. If I'm not doing what God's created me to do or be, I'm dysfunctional. Can I suggest that this morning? Like we're not fully walking in our purpose in God. We feel like we have to filter things to make it look on the surface that everything's sweet, but really it's not. And today, what I want to, like it's, <laughs> okay, everybody breathe out. Breathe out. I don't want there to be any like judgment for you to feel heavy this morning, this is a word that God wants to free us from. And this, let me tell you where we're going to land so that you're like, oh, foo. Um, so we'll land, this is where I'm going to land this morning. There's going to be a commissioning this morning of all of us. We're going to have the prayer team out. We're going to anoint people. Because here's what, here's what I believe God is saying is, 
the month of December and January, like we're literally going to be on mission. We're, we're going to be on mission, and this is the mission here. We're getting sent to our families. We're getting sent to our families, and for some of us, a bit crazy. Some of us in our families, they're a bit lost. Some of us in our families are going through a really tough time. And this is what God wants us to do. God wants us to step out into the world of our families, and we're going to bring joy and peace and hope. Okay, so that's where we're going to land. In order to get to that place, we've got to acknowledge some things. The, the word that we generally use is repentance. Repentance is acknowledging things are not the way they're meant to be and coming to agreement that you, you're not going back that way again. So repentance is like this, saying yes to Jesus means saying no to the devil. Purely, that's what it is, saying yes to Jesus. And so we're going to go to that place of repentance this morning. How many of you know your family's not that special? I know my family's not that special. Because when I read my Bible, I'm like, there's some crazy families out there. And if that's recorded in Scripture, that means it's important to God. Let's talk about the first family. Adam and Eve. Oh, wifey tricked hubby into disobeying God. Then things got really bad for their boys. Cain killed his brother Abel. Cain ran away to avoid persecution. <laughs> and so he just kind of like, the start of our existence was kind of shady. Let's talk about Noah's family. Mm. So Noah saved his family from the flood. We know that. But then he got naked and got plastered. Like. And so evidently, sailing around the world, a flooded earth and a barge full of animals was a bit stressful. And he didn't appreciate the fact that one of his boys mocked him for his naked and drunk state. So Noah cursed his son. I don't think there was a record of Ham attending the family Thanksgiving dinner that year. Let's talk about Abraham's family. God promised a child to an elderly couple and Abraham, not ready to wait for Sarah to get pregnant, he had relationship with his maid, Hagar. Hagar got pregnant, got a son, and then made fun of Sarah for not being able to be pregnant. Hagar and Ishmael left because they were no longer welcome in the family. How about Lot's family? They had lots going on. 
This brainiac tried to give his daughters over to some weirdo hooligans. Talk about Isaac's family, Jacob. Swindled Esau out of his birthright by lying to his dad over a bowl of soup. Let's talk about Jacob's family. Jacob and his 12 boys decided to buy an expensive multicolored coat for the youngest. That didn't go well. Rather than getting Joseph to be a part of the family team, they decided to chuck him in a pit. Let's kill him. Thank goodness for Reuben, the older brother, who gave them some reasonable ideas. Sell him into slavery. And then they told their dad that he was killed by an animal. How about King Saul? Israel's first king. He was jealous of popularity over a tiny shepherd boy and became obsessed at getting rid of David by trying to kill him. And Saul's son, Jonathan, protected his best friend, David, choosing his friend over his dad. Dad and son became estranged. That was not a display of family unity. How about David, King David's family? He had a fling with his next door neighbor. Got her pregnant and killed her husband to cover it up. The baby died. Then one of his sons, Absalom, betrayed him. Solomon, the brainiest guy, the smartest most wise guy in the world, the most wisest guy in the world has a palace full of wives. Enough said? (laughs) Who do you listen to? (laughs) How about Jesus' family? How about the event that happened after he was taken to the temple and they lost him? They left without Jesus. (laughs) They found him back in the temple days after. And you can imagine the conversation that would have happened there. So the next time you feel like you're a failure, open your Bible. Remember those families. Dear, I say, we watch a lot of Netflix and TV series that has some weird families, right? And I don't know about you, but sometimes I watch these things and I'm kind of like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't murder anyone and hide them in the boot of my car for days. I'm so like all these things, like often we try and fluff ourselves up and kind of go, oh, you're so good. And I don't really remember Pastor Peter saying, like, you just got to go three generations in our line, you know, and we kind of go, oh, there it is. There was something that happened in our family line. Someone made a decision, and that's meant that there's been this blanket of shame 
that's been put on generations until someone exposes it. Until someone says, enough is enough. I want God to do a work in our family today that in a sense unveils you to see clearly that you are a person of purpose and function, not of dysfunction. Because the minute we identify and expose the enemy's works, God comes in and breathes new life. I mean, I'm a witness to that. And I'm not saying it's over, but I'm saying whatever comes, I have a story to tell of God's faithfulness and God's goodness. Who's got your word this morning? I need to wrap this up quickly, man. Oh. Turn your Bibles to the book of Joel, chapter 2. There is so much in this, and, and to, to kind of, like you need a sermon series, so I'll, I, we'll just start this and see what God wants to do. In essence, we want to recognize that we are in a place of dysfunction, and we need to be in a place of purpose and function. We want to understand that repentance is required in order that we would walk freely. Yes. And we recognize that God is more powerful than our past and our circumstances, and that he will bring change. We understand that. And the first few verses of the scripture, like if, if, if someone just like read that, you kind of go, um, we'll put it up on the screen in verse one. It's pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Here's what I want to draw our attention to is, is pretty much when they talks about um, locusts. When, when, the, comment, when the, the commentaries have been written and the commentators have said that it's described that it's like a sound of a cavalry that is rushing in, that is coming in. But it, if you were to look at a locust closer, it kind of looks like the head of a horse, but it's not a horse. So... It's the sound of something moving, but to hear the sound and to see it from a distance, you kind of think, oh my gosh, all hell would break loose right now. But they're locusts. They still have the ability to, to do damage, but they're just locusts. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. Let all who live in the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is close at hand, the day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, like dawn spreading across the mountains. A large and mighty army comes, such as never as in ancient times, nor never will it be in ages to come. Before them fire it devours, behind them a, bla a, a flame blazes. Before them is the land is like a garden of Eden, behind them a desert waste. Nothing escapes them. They have the appearance of horses. They gallop along like cavalry. With the noise like of that of chariots, they leap over the mountaintops like crackling fire consuming stubble, like a mighty army drawn up for the battle. At the sight of them, nations are in anguish. Every face turns pale. Hello. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. 
They all march in line, not swerving from their course. They do not jostle each other. Each marches straight ahead. They plunge through the defenses without taking, breaking ranks. They push upon the city. They run along the wall. They climb in their houses like thieves. They enter through the windows. Before them, the, world, the earth shakes and the heaven trembles. The sun and the moon are darkened and the stars are no longer shine. The Lord thunders at the head of this, ahead of this army. Um, his forces are beyond number and mighty is the army that obeys his command. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful. Who can endure it? Breathe. Verse 12, even now declares the Lord, run to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and relent and leave behind a blessing, grain offerings and drink offerings for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate your, your, the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children, those nursing at the breast. Let the bridegroom and leave his room, let the bride her chamber, let the priests who minister before the Lord weep between the, the pedicle and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, Lord. Do not make your inheritance an object of scorn. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Verse 18. Then the Lord was jealous for his land and took pity of his people. The Lord replied to them, I am sending you grain, new wine and olive oil enough to satisfy you fully. Never again will I make you an object of scorn to the nations. I will drive the northern horde far from you, pushing it into a parched and barren land. Its eastern ranks will drown in the Dead Sea and its western ranks in the Mediterranean Sea. And its stench will go up, its smells will rise. Surely he has done great things. Do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be glad and rejoice. Surely God has done great things. Do not be afraid, your wild animals, for the pastures will, will, in the wilderness are becoming green. The trees are bearing their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their riches. Be glad, O people of Zion, Rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the autumn rains because He is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. The threshing floor will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten the great locust and the young locust and any other locust the lo and the locust that swarm. 
my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full and you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders among you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. Verse 28. And afterward, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my, my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And everyone, and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Israel, there will be deliverance. As the Lord has said, even amongst the survivors, whom the Lord calls. I don't know about you, but I wonder whether you caught something from our passage that we read this morning. You see, if the locusts have done great destruction, that means that God will bring a greater deliverance. One of you could stand with me. We know that in order that God would do a work of great deliverance, we need to recognize that there's an element of dysfunction in our lives. Because we know that if we are hurt, then hurt people hurt people. And we know that dysfunction raises dysfunction. And so here we are in a city, in a nation that is flooded with dysfunction. Dare I say our own lives has an element of dysfunction. And this morning, I want to give us an opportunity. I believe God wants to ask us to highlight those areas and expose it. No one else needs to know because God knows. It's between you and God. And so I wonder if there would be a time of repentance, of just saying, God, I'm not where I'm meant to be right now. 
I've done some things, I've said some things, I've held on to things that I'm not meant to hold on to. And this morning, I want to say, yes, Jesus, deliver me. Deliver me from my dysfunction in order that I could bring and work in my function that you've purposed me for. I believe the Holy Spirit is already speaking to us this morning. And so as a house, we've prepared a prayer that I want us to pray together as, because you gotta, it's like eating your vegetables. Some people just choose to kind of like, if I'm, if, you know, something's not my favorite and my mom's put it on my plate, I'm not gonna chew it, I'll just swallow it. Because chewing it means, <laughs> I've got to get the flavors, right? So sometimes with repentance, we say it and we swallow it and it sits in our heart. Because you may not be ready to release, but in this moment, I feel there's a corporate anointing for us to just go, you know what? I may not be ready right now, but I'm going to do it in obedience because we're doing it together. And then this summer, ask the Holy Spirit to give you the tools to work it out. Have conversations. You're going to meet your family. And there's some historical stuff that God's going to go, hey, talk about that. Deal with that. Nail that coffin shut. Expose the lie. Let my love and light come into your world in that relationship. Because I want us to go into Christmas free, fully free. Are we good? Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. 